Hello, my name is Will Stafford, and you are listening to Unqualified. My name is William Stafford, and this is Unqualified, a podcast where two friends who have absolutely no sports credibility talk about stories and headlines from the sports world. That is the first time I've gotten that intro perfectly. I am so proud. Anyway, um, as as I said, my name is William Stafford. I am here joined with my friend Austin. What's up? And um, yeah, we're just going to go ahead and get right into this because uh, there's a lot to talk about. So, we're recording this pretty late at night, but it is after the Arkansas State and ULM game to start the Sunbelt Conference uh, tournament. Indeed. And Arkansas State wins 81-77, to as I predicted last episode. Uh, it was going to be a close game. I think we all knew it was going to be a close game. Each each game they've played has been under 10, uh, or a, a ten, less than a 10-point difference. Yep. So, it's been, uh, I, I guess that was probably a pretty easy prediction to make. I predicted last episode that uh, Norchad would have a uh, really good game, and I was right. I am I'm a genius. Um, <laughs> Norchad ends up scoring 35 points with 13 rebounds. 13 rebounds sounds really low for him. 35 career high though. 35 points is a career high for him. Um, as we predict, as I predicted, a great game. Uh, what was it? Uh, Louisiana Monroe uh, blew another lead. Um, they were, I mean, they were up by like 10. I'm just making that up. Uh, they were up by three at half, uh, 42 to 39. Now that isn't a big difference, but it can definitely help. Uh, as we say always though, college basketball is all about runs. Always, always, always. So, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was, so, I was trying so hard. As we said though, um, college basketball is all about runs. And um, and so three points at the end of the day is not huge. Not e- I mean even in the NBA, uh, th- three is not a huge um, lead. So uh, they end up they ended up pulling it out, eighty-one to seventy-seven. Uh, again, great game from Norchad. It's gonna be sad if he leaves, which he probably will. Um, you know. So where do you think he goes? Do you think he goes to like like what more of what bigger of a school does he go to? Uh, I, don't, I don't even know what is on his radar. I just feel like, do you think like SEC? Do you think do you think he's good enough for SEC? I think he's good enough for it. I think he's good enough. I don't think he'll go SEC because it's also we're also in Jonesboro, Arkansas. Who's in Jonesboro, Arkansas? Nobody. Desi Sills. Yeah, Desi Sills. <laughs> right, right. Uh, anyway, so. Um, with the first game happening uh, with Arkansas State and uh, ULM, uh, there were three other games that happened in uh, the Sun Belt Conference tournament. There was, and those three games were UT Arlington and Louisiana, Georgia Southern and Coastal Carolina, and Little Rock and South Alabama. Uh, UT Arlington lost to Louisiana, sixty-seven to sixty-four. Georgia Southern wins against Coastal Carolina, seventy to sixty-four. And this one, this next one, I was wrong. Uh, Little Rock uh, beat South Alabama 75-71. to um, Little Rock is the number 12 seed and beat the number 5 seed South Alabama. Now, mm-hmm. if you remember last episode, um, I said that anybody could beat Little Rock. Um, that any ge- like, there's not really a blowout in this game uh, unless you're Little Rock. And the Little Rock 
proceeded to win. Um, so, you know, I can't really, uh, <laughs> I was wrong. I was wrong. I'm good at predictions until it apparently comes to the LaRock Trojans. So, uh, yeah, it's, you know, good for them, though. You ever been to a UALR game? I have not. They're not good. <laughs> to be honest, I don't think I will. You know, UALR game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I went to a, their women's basketball team's good, though. Yeah, You're not going to go to one of those either? Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, Louisiana will play Texas State, who is the number one seed, who got a bye. Uh, Little Rock will play Troy, who is the number four seed. I don't expect them to win that. This is me giving them a little bit of good luck here. Uh, I don't think Troy. I don't think Troy will lose. Uh, Arkansas State will go on to play Georgia State, who is the three seed. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's gonna be a that's gonna be a good game. Three against six. Uh, Georgia Southern will play App State, who is the number two seed. Now remember, Arkansas State also beat App State uh, very recently. Uh, last week was it? Yeah. No, it was this week. Was... From when we we're recording it, it was. When was it? Tuesday? Was it Tuesday or Monday? It was something. It was the last uh, game we One played. by two though. So. Uh, App State is a very good team, um, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about this Arkansas State and Georgia State game a little bit. Um, apparently, we were supposed to play, and it was canceled. Do we know yeah. why that uh, one game COVID, was canceled? For sure. Georgia State was it a Georgia State yeah, thing? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so the one game they were supposed to play uh, was canceled because of uh, COVID protocols on Georgia State side. Uh, so this is gonna be the first time A State and Georgia State meet this year. So we don't have a full, we don't have anything to look at when it comes to this game. However, if uh, Georgia State is the three seed, that means they're doing something right. Yeah. So, um, and it's not at home for either of them. Yeah. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a uh, pretty good. I, I hope it's gonna be a pretty good game. Yeah. We do also have to think about the Sun Belt seeding. Right. Went off of win percentage and going. <laughs> Sorry, serious. Uh, so going off of the um, win loss percentage with the last two games Arkansas State played against, I think Texas State and App State, we had a chance to go to number one, I think, in the Sun Belt. So it's all super close. Okay. Like ranking wise. Okay. So. Except unless you're Letter Rock. Um, unless you're Letter Rock. <laughs> unless and you're Letter you Rock. You just go out and, and beat then, And then you Alabama. just try and beat whoever is ahead of you. Um, Which is everyone. So, as I said, this is going to be the first time A State and Georgia State meet this year. Um, it's I I expect a good game, three and six seeds. Uh, even if they are just off win percentages, it's, I mean, any, any like, middle seedings playing against each other is always going to be good. So... Watch out for that game. I'm not sure where it's streaming. Can you look that up for me? Uh, if it's streaming, it's on ESPN Plus. Okay, so if you have know, ESPN, if you have ESPN Plus, you can watch it. If you have ESPN Plus, you can watch it no matter what. But um, make sure to check that game out. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a pretty good. I, I think it's gonna be pretty close. Um, prediction: Arkansas State by five. I'm predicting Arkansas State by ninety. Arkansas State by 90. Uh, Wolves up. Um, So, as he looks that up, I'm going to slowly start to move on. We'll be on ESPN Plus. Okay, so if you have ESPN Plus, you can cheer on the Red Wolves, who... No, I won't say that. Um, So, Arkansas State baseball. uh, We talked about them a little bit last episode. Um, Went 0-4 to start the year. So, they were in desperate need of a win or two. 
In comes uh, Mississippi Valley State. Yes. Who, uh, if you want to just say the scores, we played them twice. If you want to yes. just uh, spit the scores out at me. So game one, 17-2. Game two, 13-3. And let it note that uh, both games ended after seven innings. And if you don't know what that means, it means that they got run-ruled. Yes, both, and, uh, both coaches. And if, you, and, and, and if you can't do math, Arkansas State outscored them 30-5 to in the entire series. Yeah. Game one, actually, uh, Mississippi Valley State, uh, after one inning, was up 2 nothing. Oh, good for them. And then uh, no. proceeded to let Arkansas score 17. In six innings? Seven innings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Unanswered. Um, back. And the same thing happened with game two. Really? Mississippi uh, Valley State was up in the first inning and then proceeded to just fall apart. Sounds about right. And from what I know, one of the pitchers couldn't throw a strike. Yes, the starter for game one, Calvin McClendon, I think. He he walked a lot of people. Didn't you meet him? Though? Did you meet him? I did. He was super dope. Um, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't equal. Uh, it does not. Equal that does not equal baseball. strikes. <laughs> good baseball pitcher. He really <laughs> cool dude though. Um, but yeah, uh, not a really cool pitcher. <laughs> especially if you're a Mississippi Valley State fan. So that <laughs> those two games are big. Uh, even though obviously Mississippi Valley State is not a great baseball team, um, as we can tell. Um, that is that is a lot of good like that boost ego that boost morale on Arkansas State after uh, some blowout losses uh, yeah. to start the year, yeah. um, including one against Ole Miss, the number three in the nation, um, and then I mean close as we were was what nine eight I think it was yeah so I mean but the rest of them have all been blowouts so it's good to go out blow somebody else out uh, twice yeah um, so. But a guy we need to talk about, yes, from Arkansas State, is this? You pronounce it Toller? Yes, Jared Toller. So Toller went six for six at the plate in in both games combined. So I'm gonna guess three for, if if it's seventeen to two and thirteen to three, then he batted three times in both. Um, this is what I'm gonna I guess. I believe game two he actually batted four times. Uh, game one he did two. Game one they. After a little bit, they were like, "All right, yeah, we're bringing in everybody. Oh, okay. If you have a baseball bat, you can you can go out there." Oh, bad! So I could have played. Yeah, probably. Um, but he uh, he, wow, I'm blanking. So he went six for six <laughs> at the plate uh, for for the two games uh, with three doubles. Now, if you don't if you don't really know baseball, three doubles and six at bats is phenomenal yes. that's that's like mlb the show my career type stuff <laughs> road uh road to, road to the show type statistics um like i think i got that as a uh as a prospect in that game yeah. um in like four games so in two games to do that is fantastic now we we're not just bringing this up just because he had a good like series He's projected to be uh, drafted in the 2023 draft. Uh, he's one of the top 20 players coming out of the Sun Belt for the 2023 draft. That is not to be confused with this upcoming draft, or this next draft. Uh, it's going to be the one after. So um, watch for him. Uh, what position do you, does he play? Do you, um, do you happen to know? I'm going to guess shortstop. No, third base. We're going third base. Um... 
Or is he outfield? He's gonna be outfield, isn't he? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I'll, please be right. My 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 predictions have been fantastic lately. Um, oh no. Infielder. Oh, okay. Well, that doesn't help um, me. I think he he's played. I think he played first base. Um, he also plays a little third. Okay, so then I'm taking that as a win. I'm taking that as a win. I'm taking right. that as a good prediction. Um, but so like we'll go back. We'll go. I'll go back to this. It was a. It's a good. It was good that they blew out a team at least once. I mean, yeah. they did it twice, but um, they because that is a real morale booster. Um, you know, speaking of baseball, uh, have, have you seen the video of the uh, high school, like one of the p- top high school prospects being chanted uh, with "overrated," and then hitting a bomb the center field immediately yes. after? Yes, and then shushing the crowd once he, he shushed as he got around first base. And then when he crossed home plate as well, yes, he did. Staring at the students. Um, so if there's a lesson in this, don't chant overrated to one of the best in the country or anybody or anybody. It, yeah, it never works out. Like I could play for Arkansas State right now with no like actual professional or like any any like actual basketball, and if you chant overrated to me, I'm dropping forty on your head, dude. I'm not actually going to do that. I don't, think, I don't so. think I can. But anybody that actually plays, like even if they're a bench player, don't let don't chant overrated at them. It never works out for you ever. Trey Young did it. Uh when he was in high school, scored like 30 points. Um anyway, so that I, I that just made me uh, realize. Anyway, so watch out for Jared Toller uh coming out of Arkansas State. Um he's going to be a real he's going to be a real good uh prospect uh coming out of the Sun Belt for sure. So, on the other side of the state, out in Fayetteville, on the hill, we have a gr- we had a great game with uh, LSU and Arkansas. Phenomenal. Um, first of all, it gave me a heart attack. I am this close to a heart attack literally every game. Yeah, me, me and Austin watched the entire game, and I felt like I was going to fall out of my seat the entire time. Um, I couldn't sit still. Um, Arkansas won 77-76 off of two clutch free throws by J.D. Note. Um, who was locked down the entire game, uh, only scored 12, which if you don't know, he averages 19 and a half points a game, which is the second most in the SEC behind, um, it's either Jabari Smith or, um, Toshibwe. Um, but he, he has the second, he averages the second most in the SEC, which is a big deal because, um, college basketball is really ran by the SEC. Scotty Pippen Jr. Really? Dropping 20 and a half a game. Really? I would have never guessed that. My guy is balling. Um, but they Gosh. locked down JD the entire game. What's up? Uh, Jabari Smith is actually fourth. Huh. And, Where's uh, Tashibwe? I think he's actually uh, averaging like 15, so I might be completely wrong. He's actually tied for fourth with Jabari Smith and Jaden Shackelford coming out of Bama. Huh. I mean, I know, but Tashibwe has like 15 rebounds a game or something, so... Uh, so he's re- he's he's real good there. Ours doesn't even say it. Um, but they got they locked him. To, LSU locked down JD the entire game. I thought it was going to be a scary game for LSU from the start, uh, because uh, JD hit a logo three, um, to start the game. Uh, but they ended up they they played this they played this new defense, uh, where they basically attack JD every every time. Yeah. So bring it. They bring in. They bring him up with a guard. And then get they they double team him immediately as he crosses half court, and so it doesn't give him any room to work because that's how he scores. He scores off the dribble, 
and he scores uh, when when he's able to create space for himself. He doesn't normally score uh, like like a Steph Curry does when he when you just run around the court the entire time and then finally get open because you wore out your defender. He he scores off off the dribble. So um, you would think with JD being locked down, um, you know Arkansas would be in trouble. But Stanley Amude stepped up in a huge way with 23 points with two incredibly cut clutch threes um to bring arkansas within uh, i think one uh towards the end of the game um of course another great game out of Jalen williams another double double um he had 19 points and 10 rebounds he actually fouled out with four minutes to go so what a guy um and and he was trying to draw charges with four fouls so uh, how many he has forty seven? I think uh, I think he has forty seven drawn charges. Uh, to be fair, not all of them have been charges, but most of them have been charges. Bro's and an then, actor, he he's an actor. Uh, and then Audis Tony with an eighteen point outing. So if so, in my mind, if you are the Razorbacks going into this next Tennessee game, who are ranked number thirteen, um, if Tennessee figures out how LSU did it, I think JD JD did great in this game by realizing that he's not going to be able to score like he normally does. Mm. And he started passing out. He started finding people. Um, he didn't pass out, but uh, he was passing to people on the perimeter, things like that. Um, he became a real point guard. Um, and so if he can do that again, uh, that would that would be fantastic for Arkansas. My My thought process is, if JD can get open, let him give it to him. Let him let him shoot because he's gonna hit it if he can get open. But if JD can't make space, feed Williams inside because Williams is going to make almost every shot he takes if he's inside the paint. Uh, let Amude uh, let it fly. Let it, let Amude shoot, and then let Tony make plays inside the three point line because that's where Adis Tony is the most dangerous. His mid range and his athleticism is what makes him so dangerous. Um, plus, give it to a Moody and Tony to make it, like, fun. Because they are both, like, super athletic. Yeah. Um, but, uh, that's definitely, um, the, like, I, I, I would say the keys on offense. Uh, defensive-wise, defensively, Arkansas is one of the best in the country. So, there's not a lot of, there's nothing I can personally say because I'm not a, I, I'm not a head coach. Um, as I said, we still have a, Arkansas still has a game against 13-ranked, uh, Tennessee, but going into this game, Joe Lenardi's uh, bracketology has the Hogs at a five seed. Am I right in that, is saying that? Yep. Um, which right now would put Arkansas against North Texas, yeah. which is a very tough first game. That is um, hard. At the time that we were recording this, North Texas is on a 15-game win streak. Now, keep in mind, they don't have major wins like Arkansas does. Arkansas has a Kentucky win. Um, they ha- they have multiple uh, top top ten wins, yeah. uh, including number one Auburn and number six Kentucky. Yeah. Um, but they are winning by really good margins. Uh, they beat who was it? Was it UL? Was it ULM or they beat uh, uh, UT, UT Arlington. Arlington? What was the score? It, it was by like 30. They won by like 30 against UT Arlington, who is in the Sun Belt Conference, plays Arkansas State. Uh, but I will say, um, it, it's going to be a good game. Uh, both me and Austin both agreed that these are both sleeper teams who, whoever gets out of this game, 
if, if it happens, if whoever gets out of that game could easily make a deep run, yeah. uh, Sweet 16 or better. Mm-hmm. Um, because Arkansas defensively, as I, ju- as I said just a couple minutes ago, is one of the best in the nation. And North Texas is known for its shooting. Um, did, didn't we play them in in uh, March Madness last year? I think we did. I don't know if it was in March Madness. We definitely played. We them definitely played them. I think they were they like they were our first game. Up. That's what it was. Yeah. They lit us up. We ended up winning by like ten or something. Yeah. But they were they lighting it us. up from three. They scared us in the first half. Not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> um, now you also have to remember that this is an Arkansas team who have March Madness experience. Um, Jalen Williams, who I found out that he was a four he was a four point four rebound player last year. He now averages almost a double double. I think he averages a double double now. I think, I think he's at that point. Um so this is a team who, you know, is really, really good and can can really make a good run. Uh because they have March Madness experience, uh Final Four experience actually. Uh as I said last episode uh they made a final four run uh against baylor who ended up winning winning it all that year or uh, last year i'm sorry um this is a team with like a like really good march madness experience and so and north texas does too so don't let that like trick you into thinking oh arkansas is the more experienced team they're gonna come out with this because that's not at all the case uh because north texas is a very good team don't get us wrong um as i said for the tennessee game all the same stuff applies if if they can if Arkansas can find a rhythm from three, which is has not been the case lately, um, it's if they can't find rhythm, they're gonna lose that game uh, because North Texas will light it up from three, one hundred percent. So uh, it's gonna be a, if that happens, it's gonna be a great game. Um, we still don't know at the time of recording the uh, the bracket. Um, we won't know for I think like a week or two, um, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a great game. So, we're going to pivot a little bit, and we're going to go over to the MLB for just a second. It's re- We don't really have a lot. Um, however, we need to talk about it. The MLB has officially, gone into lock- uh, has officially gone into lockout, which, if you don't know what that means, that means nobody is working for the MLB right now. Nobody. Uh, except people in the front office of the MLB. Um, this is, they, they've already canceled the first two series of the season. I don't, I don't know who it is. Um, and, but it could very easily, um, have more. It could very easily be canceled even more than it already is. Um, this is the first lockout since 1995 and I'm just happy I'm not out of a job yet. Yeah. Um, they haven't gotten rid of the minor leagues. They probably won't, but they won't. Uh, the Travs came out with a statement saying that they won't be affected. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, but, uh, I said this last episode. Everybody on both sides are acting like children. Um, a lot of the players are very upset about having their jobs taken by minor league players. When most of these players that are in the MLB were minor league players and they got their shots because of the minor leagues. Yep. Um, and 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 what I've re- realized as I'm talking is a big reason why they don't want any of this happening is because technically the MLB would lose money if the minor leagues uh, were to up their uh, up contracts. Because yeah. right now there are most most minor league players have second jobs. They get paid nothing. Yeah, they they get paid nothing. They're basically playing ch- for a church league right now. Um, 
So they don't, but except you get paid like $2 a game. Um, but at the end of the day, MLB is all for entertainment. It's not for, first of all, you're not world champions if you win the World Series. I'm an American saying that. Um, but you you are not world champions. You are literally Americans playing. Americans, some Dominicans, and some Canadians are playing baseball for a living. I don't know why you're mad about some people trying to do the same as you. It's it's like it's like somebody that's like people getting mad about uh you know people coming in to take jobs. All right, um that that's the same thing like coming in taking jobs at a factory or something and quote unquote stealing jobs. It's the yeah. same. It's the same principle. Uh, you're getting mad at people trying to make their dreams come true. So. My advice to to the zero of you that are listening from the MLB, grow up. Figure out that you are not there to you are not there to make decisions on based on your own money. You are not making decisions for other people. You are making decisions for yourself, and you're making yourself look bad. So that's all I'm gonna say on the MLB situation because I really want to talk about the ML the, not the MLB. The NBA All Star, um, or I- the NBA in general, yeah. because what I want to start with is is a really major NBA trade that happened right before the trade deadline, and that is James Harden from the Brooklyn Nets for Ben Simmons from the Philadelphia 76ers. So basically, James Harden is on the 76ers now, and Ben Simmons is on the the Nets. You get it. You get it. Now, Harden and Embiid are amazing together. Um, Harden in his first game with the Sixers scored 29 and Embiid scoring 37. Now that has a lot to do with Harden as well because Harden is a playmaker. He doesn't just score. He passes the ball at an exceptional rate, whether people want to know, whether people want to acknowledge it or not. In Harden's second game with the Sixers, he scored 26 and Embiid scored 27. Once again, it doesn't have to all have to do with Embiid just scoring and bullying himself in the paint. It's it. A lot of it has to do with. Harden being a playmaker, right? Would you say they are the best duo in the NBA? I think right now, yeah. I mean, Embiid's putting up a MVP candidate season. Harden, I mean, you know, I would like a good second player. <laughs> I mean, MVP. That reminds me, and we're gonna talk about the MVP race here in a second. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna stick on this trade for a second. So while those two look incredible together, yeah, Ben Simmons is yet to play. And he's probably not going to play until the end of March, probably more, with apparently, quote-unquote, back soreness. I don't know how much I believe that, because the Sixers and the Nets play on March 10th. It is March 3rd right now. So, I don't know how much I believe that he has back soreness. Um, I'm saying probably not. Yeah, I I just don't feel—I just feel like there is something else going on with him. Yeah. He's a baby. I'll say that. Six ten baby. Now don't get yeah, don't get me wrong. Playing in Philadelphia is hard. Don't get me wrong on that. Like it is difficult to play there. But I I I I think he's acting way more like a baby, anyway. Mm -hmm. So what we're also going to talk about is we're going to talk about the MVP race. Okay, my MVP is Demar Derozan out of Chicago. Um, can you look up the MVP, like, candidates, like, the top ones? I, I know DeMar DeRozan. I know Joel Embiid. Um, Giannis is always in it. 
Uh, LeBron is always in it. Um, but my personal is DeMar DeRozan. He's averaging, I think, 28 a game. Um, leading the uh, leading the, the Bulls to an, an, an exceptional season so far without Alex Caruso, uh, with a lot of times without Zach Levine so yeah. far. So let's give uh, to the top five. Yeah, just give me the top five. <laughs> five, we've got uh, John Morant. Okay. Going crazy. Uh, That's another thing we need to talk about. Yeah, four, DeMar DeRozan. Three, Giannis. Two, Jokic. Yeah. And one, Embiid. Okay. So, my personal is DeMar DeRozan. He's he's putting up numbers I've we've never seen before. He hit two back-to-back buzzer beaters um, in two separate games. So, I mean, like, he's clutch. He's He can shoot now. Well, kind of. He doesn't really shoot purposely because he knows he's not the greatest at it. Um, but... Another MVP candidate, as you just said, John Morant, yeah, is. I I didn't like the comparisons to D Rose for for a while because there's no one like Derrick Rose in his prime, yeah, um, youngest to ever win an MVP, um, but you know obviously hurt with uh with torn ACL and n- never really came back exactly the same. He he's balling out in uh I think Minnesota now, um, but John Morant. Let's put it this way. In one game, he scored 48 points, or 40-plus points. Let's put it that way because I don't know the exact number. 40-plus points, putting him at a career high. The next game, the next night, actually, uh, two two home games. Uh, so the game after that, he, he goes on to score 52 plus a second-quarter buzzer beater. Now, that buzzer beater was really good because he was off balance. Shout-out to the pass from Steven Adams. That was a dot. An absolute laser. Steven Adams needs to be a quarterback. Um, but John Morant has been playing his, I mean, you-know-what off. This kid is... I, I understand the Derrick Rose comparisons now. He's He came off an injury and came back better than he was playing before. He He's averaging... I don't know how much he's averaging. He is averaging 27.6 a game. He is a second-year player. Or third year? Is it third year? He's third year because Luca is as well. Yeah. Um. At, at originally, I didn't, I, I didn't understand, um, them t- basically tying for rookie of the year. I still kind of don't understand it because Luca's definitely the better player. He's he's more all around full player. But John Morant is on track to be one of the best in the NBA by far. Mm-hmm. He is on his way to an already MVP caliber. No, well, yes, MVP caliber player and what i predict as a hall of fame career he dropped he dropped 38 tonight actually against the celtics what have his past three games been Uh, was the last game he played the 52 not not tonight but like the game before it i think that was his 52 um but he i mean that means he's averaging almost 40 points a game probably 40 points a game yeah, definitely over 40 because he had 38 uh, today. Last right. game was 52, 46 the last game, uh, or the game before that. Wow. So, so 46, 52, 38 now. Yeah. Is that, that's incredible. There's not a lot of people that can do that in the league. I can name on one hand people who can do that, and their names are Joel Embiid, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Steph Curry, 
John Morant. John Morant. Those are the ones off the top of my head. Jokic could might do it, but that that is elite company. Yeah. What Jaws in? So um, watch out for John Morant. He is going to be fun to watch for the rest of his career, one hundred percent. As long as no thing happens, God forbid it. Um, but on the topic of NBA All Stars and MVPs and all that stuff, the NBA All Star Weekend happened. Uh, yes. Was it two weekends ago from recording? Something like that. Um, so number one, Rising Stars was really good. Um, yeah. So, M- the NBA is in really good hands right now. Josh Giddy. Josh Woo! Giddy. Lamelo Ball. Um, super good. Uh, who else? Who else was there? There was Jalen Green. Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes. Uh, there was, uh, oh man, I forgot his name. Anyway, lots of good rookies, lots of good, well, it's rookies and sophomores. Um, lots of really good young talent that is coming out. Oh, uh, Darius Garland. Yes. That's another one, uh, because he's in his second year because Zion is in his second year. Uh, fantastic class. Darius Garland is another to look out for. Uh, really him and Jared Allen are really helping Cleveland, uh, overcome the, uh, LeBron, um, stuff uh anyway uh three-point contest how did you like the three-point contest i love the three-point contest i always do it's it's uh fun to watch so who would have known that a big man named carl anthony towns would have won 29 points in the final 29 points did i say that yeah 29 points in the final round to really just run away with it the next the next person was i think 19 uh in the final round um, and also shout out to the NBA for allowing him to, uh, wear a, uh, necklace with his mom's name on it. That was yes. cool. Uh, if you don't, if you don't know, the NBA does not allow any jewelry on court, uh, at all. Um, but they allowed him to wear a necklace with his mom's name on it. I personally don't think he would have won without it. Yeah. So, um, now the all-star game itself was fantastic. Super good. Um, Kate team Durant ended up winning two quarters. Uh, they won the second and third, and Cur- uh, not, not Curry's team. Um, LeBron's team only won the first. So going into the last quarter, though, it was only like a two-point game. Like, each quarter was super close. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't know how it works, um, you play for to win quarters. So if Team Durant wins the second and third quarter, um, let, how, how do I say this? So you you play all you play three quarters, yep. who uh, each one twelve minutes, and uh, if you win a quarter, um, the captain's uh, charity of choice yeah. gets a certain amount of money, mm-hmm. um, and then whoever wins two quarters, uh, you add up their you add up their scores from all three quarters, and that's the number you try and get to in the fourth quarter. So and then they add them all up. And that's how it works. And plus 24. Yeah, plus 24. So you add 24 to that number, and you play to that number, uh, plus 24. So Team Durant was the one that came out as the numbers that they went by. But we can't ignore Team LeBron's Steph Curry. Yeah. Um, 50 points overall. That is two away from the NBA All-Star game record. Um, behind, who was it? I forget who it was. We were talking about it. Um, now, 50 points does not come easy. Unless you're Steph Curry, who shot and made 16 threes. 
um, multiple from the logo. One of them, he turned around before it ever came down. Yeah. So, do you have the name? I do. Anthony Davis. Ah, the man made a cheese. Yes. Um, string cheese himself. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's Curry is another type of player. I mean, 16 threes, he was just throwing them and he was making them with ease. Yeah. Uh, towards the end, he kind of he kind of got in a slump because he was trying to beat the record. You know he was, uh, but he has the record for most threes in a in a uh, quarter of an All Star game or in a half of an All Star game. I'm sorry. I think all of it. Yeah, uh, and the most threes in an All Star game overall. Yeah. Um, Which I think he beat uh, Paul George for, and he beat um, Russell Westbrook for most threes in a quarter or in a half. I'm sorry. Like what, Russell Westbrook? That's wild. Yeah. Um, 2016 Russ was different. True. Very true. Now, it could not have ended any better. In Cleveland, yeah. LeBron James ended it on a fadeaway three ISO against, uh, I don't even remember who was guarding him, but yeah. um, a fadeaway uh, from the one and only LeBron James, King James, who comes out of Cleveland or comes out of Ohio. Um, played for Cleveland, obviously. Um fantastic fadeaway yeah really like it it was beautiful um but as many of you have may may have noticed we skipped something we, we skipped something uh in in all-star uh weekend and it's our unqualified e of the week e um and it's not even a person yeah it is a it is the nba dunk contest all of it just throw it down the drain i don't like saying this it was god awful it was awful. It was, it so was bad. horrible. There wasn't a single dunk that was given a score of fifty. Not one. Yeah. The closest was forty-eight. Yeah. Jalen Green was... took over five minutes to complete one singular dunk. Yeah. Now, if you guys don't know, they've been they've had this dunk contest. Um, what's it called? Uh, dunk contest system for a few years. Like, yeah. like, not over ten years, but it's just under ten years. Used to, you only had a minute and a half to make a dunk. Well, now you get three attempts. And those attempts mean you made it to the rim with the ball. Yeah. Jalen Green didn't make it to the rim with the ball for a solid four minutes. And eventually he gave up. Yeah. Eventually he gave up the dunk he was trying to do. Why, did, why he didn't do it two and a half minutes before? I have no idea. Um, none of the dunks, to me, look like 50s. Absolutely not. Now... What I do have, what I do have here, it is hard to be creative. Yeah. The dunk contest has been around for years. Michael Jordan was a part of it at one point, um, but it's very difficult to be creative nowadays. Ever since the 2016 one with um, Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine, uh, greatest dunk contest in history, yeah. um, it's it's gone downhill. So I think it's personally time to replace it. I think to a lot of people, it's time to replace it. Or move it. Don't have it last. Yeah. Like, like move it before the three-point contest. Yeah. Like, th I'd be okay with that. Like, I like, I, I don't have to have my – it'll actually get my hopes down. And then the yeah. three-point contest gets me hype. Like, you know. But um, I don't want to fully blame it on the contestants. I'm going to fully I, blame Jalen Green. But it is hard to be creative. Um, yeah. But I am kind of mad at Jalen Green for not giving up two and a half, three minutes before – um, he did. Um, but overall, it was a good NBA weekend, except for the dunk contest. That is our unqualified E of the week E. 
Um, not wiki, wiki. Um, but yeah, I, I again another pretty short episode. It's actually longer than last episode. Um, so as we said, I, I, we're gonna go through this whole list just a little, just quickly. Yep. Um, Arkansas State will move on to play Georgia State. Georgia State. <laughs> I couldn't think of the name. <laughs> I'm looking at it right here. Um, you know, so watch out for that. Sunbelt Conference round two uh, will be happening, I think, tomorrow or I think Saturday. Is it? Yeah, is it Saturday? Saturday. Okay, yeah. So it'll be happening March 5th, on, uh, which is a Saturday. So there's no reason for you not to watch it unless you don't have ESPN+. Plus. 5 p.m. 5 p.m. Just uh, buy ESPN+. Plus. Yeah, just buy ESPN+. Plus. It's like five bucks. It's five bucks. Um, Arkansas State baseball obliterated Mississippi Valley State. Uh, 30 to 5 overall. Yep. Uh, both ended after seven innings. Yeah. Arkansas beat LSU 77 to 76. Um, one more game against uh, number 13 ranked Tennessee on Saturday as well. Um, I believe it's earlier than, uh, than the Arkansas State game. Um, Arkansas is projected to be a five seed right now. That is before the Tennessee game. Um, it would put us against North Texas. Tough game. So if that happens, make sure to watch that game. Um, and then, of course, MLB went in the lockout. And then NBA trades um, went crazy. James Harden is better than Ben Simmons confirmed. Uh, NBA All-Star Weekend was mid. No, it was great. Oh, it was good. But the dunk contest was horrible. Yeah. Uh, I give NBA All-Star Weekend a 8. An 8. It only took off two because of the dunk contest. Yeah. Anyway, this has been Unqualified. My name is Will Stafford. My co-host is Austin. Um, make sure to tune in next week. I have no idea what we're going to talk about. By that time, uh, the second game or the second round of the uh, Sun Belt Conference tournament will have happened. I think the SEC tournament would have happened by that time or started at least. Okay. No, it wouldn't have. I think they start late. Um, anyway. Uh, make sure to tune in next week for episode four. Um, once again, my name is Will Stafford, uh, and you have listened to Unqualified. <laughs>